very excited. We're on number four. Um, we're also on many different platforms now, other than Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We are now on, well, I should probably actually take that. We're on, uh, shoot, we are on, well, we're on Google Podcasts. We are on the good old YouTube, but that's a little bit slower with updates. That's okay. Yes, we are on Anchor, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public as well. We're on a lot of different platforms. That's pretty exciting. So yeah, Georgia and Libby, every day, everywhere, 25 days a week. Wait, seven days a week. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. It's early. <laughs> yeah, this is usually we film at around 11. Um, now, today it's 9 a.m. Sorry, scheduling conflicts. I'm so sorry. No, it's not your fault. No, yeah, I most think I don't get up till 9.30 at least, or 10. Well, I have to get up at eight because, you know, Grayson is, he uses our room to uh, mm. have school. So I have to leave the room at eight, but sometimes I'll hop back in my mom's bed. She says they can, and then I sleep until like, you know, 11. All my courses don't start till 11. So I'm really lucky this semester. So I get to have, I get to sleep in both mornings. I kind of, like I can... I have to get up at eight for Grayson, but like my classes started, like my earliest one is nine. Um, it was originally an 8 a.m., but she's like, we're online. I'm not going to teach for three hours. Class starts at nine. And I was like, bless you. I love you. <laughs> like, that is so nice. Like that's a professor who has a heart. Um, I've noticed there's been like a huge trend on TikTok about like exposing these online professors. Have you seen that kind of like, I've seen a lot of things where like people will record their like Zoom class and post like these professors either being incredibly rude or like crazy. Like, cause there was this one, I think there's a girl who goes to Kent State and um, she posted a TikTok about how her professor made them like get the, get the platform that like records like this side of the camera and then have a mirror that like showed like their like desk to make sure they weren't cheating and like it was like crazy she had people put mirrors and like she had they had to show that they're putting their phone away and it was just like ridiculous well you know I have for that one class I have to use um this like proctor track mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and it makes you so what you do is right before you scan the room oh my god wait really I feel like that's such an invasion of privacy. I don't know. It is. It is an invasion of privacy. And like, it like, it records your microphone and it looks at you and then you have to scan an official ID on top of that. Like a government sanctioned ID or like a college ID? Either one, an ID, that's a form of so ID. Weird, what? Yeah. So, like, I don't really like it that much because, like, it's, like, don't get me wrong. I get it. You don't want people to cheat. Um, I think my anatomy class is the best one because, like, I think they kind of, they understand, like, there's going to be some cheating. So, we'll just make the questions extra hard. Like, 
I think professors, I'm sorry, they need to get over their fear of cheating because like, I feel like in the real world, like you ask people for help when you need help and you, and like you can most of the time get assistance if you need it. And so like, I don't understand why, because during a global pandemic, there's going to be crazy and cheating is going to be the most thing they're concerned about. They should put students' health mental and physical before like their fear of cheating I don't know it makes me feel like bad I mean I, luckily my none of my professors are kind of crazy about that they just kind of ex- like accept the fact that like all tests would basically be open note because like they because none of them had us buy the software or anything but I don't know it just upsets me no I think it's upsetting like I will say this if you really really want to make give like a little bit just zo- ha- hold it on zoom you know mm-hmm. like yeah People can still do it. Um, you know, there are ways to do it. I won't say I don't need to get in trouble. Um, but like, I don't want to be in trouble on the assumption that I've done it. But like, you know, um, there are ways to do it, even mm. on Zoom. But like, it's not as, it's, it's a lot harder. People will have to get more strategic. Mm. So you're probably, it's not going to be as, like, you know, people aren't going to be doing as well as, like, it, like I, overall, just hold it on Zoom. If you're a little worried, hold it on Zoom. Just don't, don't have proctor track or all that silly stuff. Like, please, no. Yeah. No, thank you. It's too stressful. So, do you want to talk about current events and the VP debate? Yeah, let's, we can talk a little bit briefly about them. I think, because, you know, it wasn't too, it wasn't like the first one where I was like, ooh. Mm, no, I agree. I felt like it was a lot more civil. And I think that's just because, like, um, uh, Mike Pence and Kamala Harris, they're a little more like, I think they're a little more well-rounded. They have better heads on their shoulders. And I think they, their first instinct isn't to attack, it's to like emphasize like, or kind of cover the back of their prez nomination. So it's kind of like, they're more of the defenders than the attackers, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, I like, I thought it was good. I liked when the fly landed on Mike Pence. That was so crazy. And like, I, I don't know, like, I just, okay, if I was a moderator, um, like if I was Susan Page, was that her name, who was a moderator? Um, I would be like, I would like give him like a hand signal because that's just like, ugh, I just hate. And also flies are just so gross. <laughs> like I would just be like, oh my God, Mike. Like, or someone just like come and just like hit him on the head. Like, yeah, uh, like I cannot believe he didn't even notice it. Like it was on for, I feel like a good, like three minutes like, yeah it was on there like enough that I didn't even notice it at first and then my friend's like there's a fly and then I could like I was like watching it the whole time and I was like oh my god oh I also have like a lot of questions about like because I know it's like it's like the um center for like ethical debates or something that like sponsors this or like and they're I forget what the it's officially called and like they're a nonpartisan group who makes sure that like the debates are like nonpartisan and like um professional and stuff like that but there was like the differences I thought really interesting because 
for the vice presidential vice presidential debate, they were able to sit in chairs and they had notepads and they could take notes. And for the presidential debate, they didn't have that. And I don't know, I think that's really interesting because I feel like if anything, the presidents should have the chairs, they should be able to sit just because they're older and like their knees get weak and like I have like, thought about that too. But they've always vice presidential debates have always been seated. I don't think so. I don't think the are you I have like, look this up. I have memories of like Joe Biden sitting down and like arguing with whoever I think it was like Mitt Romney. Sarah Palin? Yeah, I think I or like I remember though I have like memories of like the vice presidential like debate being a sit-down thing. Let me check. I don't know, because like I feel like sitting down, it looks unnatural to me. I mean, it definitely does. Um I mean, you know what it felt more like? It felt more like a high no, school. They're debate. standing up. Let me send you oh. a picture. Cause this um the Sarah Palin one and um um Joe Biden back in 2008, that was the one that was hosted by um Gwen Eiffel. She was mm. the moderator. Gwen Eiffel, Simmons most famous alum. Woohoo. Mm. Um, so I'm not sure if they were doing that maybe for the plexiglass this time because they had like the plexiglass and maybe they didn't have high enough plexiglass for like Harris and um Pence to stand up maybe I don't know do you think they'll be sitting at the next one I I mean you know the next one you know the next one's a zoom one oh is that official yeah they so they they're gonna do it on zoom but Trump isn't happy about it so but Biden is like you know, Trump's trying to extend it and get another um, debate, like another like face-to-face debate. Mm. Oh, wait, you're right. I don't know. Maybe, maybe this, I don't know. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Mm. Um, And I don't, I mean, I just think like, I think standing up is like, I think it's always like respectful. And I think it shows, you're able to see people's body language better by understanding, but I think during this time where it's like it's okay to sit down you know what I mean like I think the next one should be well actually no because the next so technically if I don't know how this is going to happen like if I am I'm so confused because the next one technically so it's the town hall one oh um, technically it's a zoom call like it's going to be like a zoom or like a an online a virtual one because the whole thing with town halls is that, like, the public gets to ask the questions, right? Yeah. Like, the whole point is, is that usually it's, like, a crowd of people in a room who all have questions, and then they go up to the microphone, and then they get to ask them, and then the political candidates answer these questions in their own ways. Mm. Um, which I think is always nice, because it, it's nice to have, like, you know, like, moderate, I mean, moderators do ask like the main questions we have been thinking but like you can get a bit more personal you know yeah I really do like the idea that like because I feel like the moderator questions like I like probably like a boardroom of like 50 people made those questions and they're probably like very highly intelligent people but deep down they probably did have like a political agenda and I think the average American person does not have a secret political agenda when they're asking questions they're asking questions because they're curious and they like want to actually see what the the presidential candidate can do for them and like improve like their life and like livelihood so I I think that's I think it's good 
But I'm curious as to what's going to happen because obviously Trump has COVID um, and or had COVID. I, I don't know. I don't know. I also don't like that he's like, I'm cured because I'm like, no, no, you are not. If somebody yeah, that's not how it works. the immune system and antibodies, that's not how it fucking works. Um, so another like political current event, which I think is crazy. So did you hear about this? So Michigan is like one of the most important like political states. So, okay, so uh, uh, like a right, like political group tried to kidnap or they had a plan to kidnap the governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmore, and the FBI found it before anything happened, thank God. But like, that's crazy. And literally, Michigan has been like the most like crazy state during this time because everyone's like, open up Michigan, hashtag liberate Michigan. And it's like, no, your governor's just trying to protect you from COVID. But like people literally tried to kidnap her. Like, that's insane. I know. Oh my God. It was all over the news yesterday. And I was like cleaning up in the living room. So I heard it a lot. And I was just like, I would be so scared for my, like that poor governor. Like, it's like, I don't know, like, like, cause like, this has really changed my mind about like Michigan because I feel like when I think of Michigan I think of like oh it's like the Midwest everyone's so nice like li- like voting on a lake and like you know like University of Michigan with a great musical theater school I'm like oh Michigan people are just singing singing and going into the lake but no Michigan is like cray cray yeah like, it's cray cray I I'm like I I mean my my opinion of Michigan was always like cold conservative midwest like you know like I didn't have anything like that I was just like oh like it's Michigan but like you know oh I just I I I could I'm just so I feel so bad for that governor like yeah because I think I was reading something how like the three kind of like official like purple states in America like the ones who like literally you never know are gonna vote like like blue or red are like New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, and Michigan. And like, I don't know, I feel like definitely New Hampshire, I do get kind of like those vibes where like you kind of don't know what to expect. And like a lot of people are kind of like just living, living on the edge. And like it's a little more like, I don't know, like, well, the New Hampshire like um metaphor is like or motto is like live free or die. I definitely think that fits with New Hampshire as someone who goes to New Hampshire often. Um I don't know I don't know much about Pennsylvania, but like I feel like New Hampshire and Michigan maybe similar vibes. A little cray cray. Pennsylvania is kind of funny. So you have the very you have where closer to Philly it's very Mm -hmm. liberal. If -hmm. you go into like the middle of Pennsylvania it's like farmland. Like my Mm -hmm. friend she's at Buck Mountain currently and she she has to like you know we can walk to a starbucks you know like we are within walking distance at simmons to a starbucks she has to take a car like an uber to a starbucks Mm. it's like i feel bad for her because i'm like oh i just walk up the door and go like there's duncan right across from me like i i'm living a good life um but like it's kind of it's so like you know the closer you are to like 
Philly and all mm. of that. Like, I think the more liberal you are, but like, if you get in like the edge of Pennsylvania, you're like in the middle of nowhere and it's like farmland and whatnot. Cause and- I know Pennsylvania should be a really big, like um, mining state with like coal mines and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, I know that's a very heated um, thing, like mining and fracking in the US. And like, um, that's that's another th- like thing about like the environment versus like jobs versus the economy and like very complicated. Yeah. Oh my God. I literally had no idea what fracking was until I looked it up. And I was like, that is the most like weird name. I thought it was like, I thought it was another thing for like, you know, doing the do but then they brought it up and I was like wait what is fracking like I think I, for a while I thought fracking had to do with like money and banks like but then my I mean my dad were talking about it and it's all it's about oil right oil drilling essentially yeah it's oil it's so it's like okay do you remember those old like oil drilling things with that look kind of like like mini Eiffel Towers yeah and then yeah. They, yeah so that's what fracking is mm-hmm. um it's old uh I, I oh my god I'm having flashbacks in Australia when I was in like we went to like the middle of nowhere and like we went to this um this night show about fracking it was so weird oh that's kind of that's interesting wait yeah. it was like a a show like- so it was like this like live performance of like talking about the history of like oil in Australia and like they had like this thing this like tower and then like it would like spew I think it was water but like it was like it was fracking and I was like I'm literally like I never knew and then I saw what it was I was like wait I'm having vivid flashbacks about this one memory and then the day after I got sick with a stomach bug so very fascinating never knew never knew that Mm-hmm. So on to our books for the week. Uh, yes. Okay, so the, me, okay, me and Georgia, we one of the books we read was the same book. Should we should we start the conversation with that book or should we start with the uh any other books we've read? And you know what? Let's start with any other books we've read oh, okay. and then let's discuss cats. Okay, do you want to start? Um Sure, let me see. I need to double check what I read again. I know I read a book in Kindle Unlimited, but I think you also read one on Wattpad. Um, all right, so on Kindle Unlimited, I read, because, okay, so there's this author I like. Her name's Luna Voss. Um, mm-hmm. She writes, honestly, I feel like people are, like, skipping over her books or, like, like, she is the reason I actually got Kindle Unlimited. Oh, really? Yeah. So we were in, I don't think if you ever remember, it was you, Amelia, and I. And we went to the Barnes and Noble at the Prude. And it was, we were on there and like we were looking at books on Amazon. And then, oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And do you remember how we were looking at all, like, the funny thing, like, the funny, like, alien books and then laughing mm-hmm. at them because we were like, ha, 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 who would read these? And then mm-hmm. I made a joke. I was like, bet, I'll read them, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I got Kindle, and it was, like, Kindle Unlimited. It was, like, for, like, six months. It was, like, mm-hmm. free. And then it was, like, for an extra, like, month or two, it was, like, $2. So I was like, 
amazing. I'm going to get it. Like, I was like totally down. So I got it. Um, and I read, it was called the Baby Maker series. I think I remember. I was literally, I was like, oh, this is going to be so bad, but it's going to be so worth it. I'm going to read it, you know? Like, it's going to be mm-hmm. so bad. And mm, I'm going to hate, you know? Mm. And then I read it. And then I actually liked it. Like, the title and the and the um and like the name just don't do the book justice like Mm. it's a good book I thought it was gonna be so sexist and whatnot and that's not the case it's actually like good and like the women in these books are actually like you know they do stuff and they're like smart and whatnot and I was like wait this is actually so good and like everybody made fun of me they're like no it can't be that good I'm like you read it and you tell me um so I was kind of bored and I wanted to read go back to that series so I ended up there was one book I didn't read it was like it's more like a novella um Mm -hmm. it's called a curvy gift for the alien warrior um wait is this about is this the Christmas one is it like a Christmas it is the Christmas one and like what Uh, the heck do aliens even celebrate Christmas well, okay, so it's kind of an interesting idea, though, because essentially, so in this series, they're on a planet, mm-hmm. um, and they're, they share a planet, so there's, like, the humans, and then the, I'm going to look this up. I will, I will give you one minute, I will, it'll probably show up within, like, the first couple, like, you know. Oh, uh, the Chirizons. Hmm. So the, but the Chirizons, okay, this is where I'll say this. They're like a good representation of what we should think of aliens. Mm-hmm. Or like, they're just, they're human-like. They look like humans, just like really tall, bulky human men. Hmm. There's a lot of men because apparently like they have no women and they're like, hmm. you know. I don't know. So they, and they, they have this deal that humans can not just like live on earth, but like they'll kind of keep them safe from like the, like creatures on this planet. But in return, every one in 10 like women on like the earth uh, settlement have to like marry uh, these like they have to like marry a Kyrizon and like there's like a whole auction thing. Mm. But you know, since you were like essentially like, yeah, like you know, if you're one of them from like, you know, a really young age, it's not something mm-hmm. that's all of a sudden you're like plucked out of nowhere. Like you're, you're gonna be auctioned. Like mm. you have time to prepare, I guess is the best way to describe it. And anyway, and then like, you know, usually these women get like auctioned off and then they find out they're actually like these guys are really good and they're nice and they're just like really big men <laughs> they're just really big men um do but, like, they're I like a that good, they're good like that's what I want but even it's actually a theory that like no tentacles please no no, no tentacles oh I was telling I was telling Libby the other day about a book that I read and like I feel like you're alien novels sometimes I think an author needs to um 
if they're going to write an alien novel or like character, they need to have it illustrated out to them. Mm -hmm. Like get a good illustrator and pay them to illustrate out what you're imagining. Cause like, I read one book and you know, I mean this one guy was like written out nicely. And then like, you find out he's like a tentacle for his thing. And I was just like, disgusting. I was, well, not like a tentacle, but like it was tentacle light. And I was like, mm. but then there's also in that same series, there's this one guy who's written out, he's like pale white with like blue veins, like dog like eyes, um, and like dragon feet. Oh, and a monkey and tail. Like- and he has no hair. Know, He's I just think, covered in a layer of peach fuzz. I feel like some of these authors are trying to do the whole Beauty and the Beast thing. Like, he might look different and have be a combination of animals, but he is still a prince inside. But the thing is, it's like, well, I feel like the <laughs> there's different, there's like, the you can- at the end, he becomes handsome. <laughs> exactly. And like, I don't know. And I think, yeah, I just- no I don't like reptile like aliens those ones I do not like I don't mind if it's like no no never mind I take that back I don't mind I don't like I don't like I like keep it keep it human like you know did you ever see the shape of water (gasps) no but I've thought about it just to see like because I heard some people were like um I mean, it won Best Picture, and, like, for, like, this weird sci-fi romance to win Best Picture, like, that's kind of amazing. I don't know. I might watch it. Maybe we can watch it together. Like, you know, I want to, I would, I would watch it together, but I have, I don't know. I have some concerns. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's, like, very interesting, and, again, my favorite YouTuber, who I'm pretty sure you mentioned before, Lindsay Ellis, she also yes. did, um, like, a movie, um, Ver, like what do you call it video and um essay about the shape of water and kind of the history of like monster movies but like monster movies how they relate to women and it's so interesting oh, and I oh my god like that did you ever watch any of like the king kong movies too um because i really like the king kong i think he came out just before it's one with like jack black like nicole kidman mm-hmm. adrian brody and like i really like that one and like i don't know it's it's so interesting and like how a lot of times were like these monster romance movies come out during like times of like political turmoil or times when people are really scared and I, that's like a phenomenon how like romance novels do really well like following like traumatic events and like I think this is kind of happening now with like a lot of people are turning to romance novels during this pandemic because like they want to feel comforted they want to feel loved and like yeah it's um, it's so interesting. I just love like the psychology of like what you like reading and like what brings you comfort. That is an interesting thought. But anyway, so this curvy Gifford warrior, it's set in that <laughs> world. And so this girl, she, or woman, she, it, she's an adult. Um, that's another big thing. Everybody's an adult in the series. Um, we love older ladies getting their romance. Mm-hmm. And they're not even old. They're like mid twenties. Like, yeah, like mid twenties. Like they're not that old. Like that's only like five years for us. 
which is also kind of weird. Um, but we, anyway. I don't know. I feel like I, what I feel, for some reason, I now feel more kinship with, like, the mid-20-year-old and, like, the 16-year-old. Like, because I feel like sometimes when I read high school stuff, like, because I used to be a big, like, oh, high school romance. But I'm like, ew. Like, I don't yeah. want to read about high school at all anymore. No, I don't want to either. It's uncomfy to me. Mm. It's just, mm. But anyway, so she's taking, so she's like a delivery person. So she's taking a delivery. It's Christmas Eve and she's taking delivery of like wheat for like cookies, I guess. So, but it's really late. So she decides to take a, um, she, she decides to take like uh, a route that goes through, and I think I said this wrong the first time. I think it's a Curzon, but I think it's a Kyrzon. I think that's how it's pronounced because it's K-Y-R-O-K-Y-R-Z-O-N. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's Kyrzon. So anyway. Um, so she goes through, but like, she used to go through Kyrzon territory and this guy ends up like stunning her vehicle. So it stops working, but she doesn't know that at the time. This is not the romantic guy, by the way, this is another guy. So this guy stuns her vehicle, um, and then decides to take her and gift her to this like chief of like because like they're like I think they can like like territories with like chiefs running them that's mm -hmm. how it works and she decide he decides to give her to this chief but the chief is like no that was bad like I will take you home tomorrow like he's a good guy we like we like the chief um but he's like but you can stay either in the castle or in a cabin for the night and she's like I'm gonna stay in a cabin so he takes her there also it's snowing by the way um it's like a blizzard so they're in the cabin and he's about to leave and then he realizes that he's snowed in. So they are snowed in. Um, and she's like, he's hot. He's like, she's hot. And they end up doing it. And then uh, it's Christmas morning and then they go find her dog. Uh, they have to go find her dog. because She's like, you know, the other guy who like gifted her to the chief originally gifted because it wasn't really like, Meh. um yeah he stole her dog um and then they find him and he's like oh i like dropped the dog like she was annoying so then they have to like go Wait, through is this like an earth dog or yeah. is this like an alien dog no earth dog like think like okay. an earth dog um so the dog is like stuck in the snow but they eventually find her and then like the book it's like again it's a novella so like the book mm -hmm. literally ends on her she's like going home and she's like and then all of a sudden he's like, I don't want you to go home. I love you after like 24 hours. And she's like, I love you too. And then, you know, happily, happily ever. ever after. I mean, like, it's cute for a story. I was definitely like, like, really? We're like a little bit longer, maybe. I. They just, all they did was. Yeah, I, I think we were talking about this last night, how novellas are weird. And like, it's kind of like, what's the point? Okay, my thing is, what's the point of having novella with like 
completely new characters because I kind of get a novella where like you use characters from one of the other books and it's more like a side thing for like the fans of that book but like a novella where you have to introduce someone in such a short amount of time and give them a full like character arc and story it doesn't work it doesn't Mm, yeah yeah I just I don't I don't get it and I think it's just a little bit um not like stupider it's just so like I don't know sometimes I just want more that's all I just I just want more right I kind of read more but maybe this week I was just super busy with stuff no worries it's getting to like mid-semester I did read the other book so you technically we can talk about that now if you want I don't mind no no you tell me about your other book and then we'll discuss the like the big one Okay, so I um, took a few of your suggestions this week, and I read quite a few Leanne Rhymes. So the first one was one you recommended last week, which was Flawed, which is the Omega Market book two, and I really enjoyed that, um, and it's really... It's, um, I don't know, I really like the representation of a woman who is disabled, and I think it's really great, and it's talking about, like, body acceptance, I feel like it's really good, like, body positivity one within the Omegaverse, I don't know, I really like it. Um, And then I read another Leanne Rhines series called The Hired Series, which is Hired for, wait, Hired for Heat, and then Hired to Protect, and they're both, it's, like, this really interesting world where basically alphas are considered like so dangerous that they're kind of like outcasts in society and unless you have like a mate or like you're bonded with an omega you basically have to like live in these like alpha communities where like they're basically like labor camps which like are kind of I don't know a little weird but it is really interesting because almost like I feel like in the society almost like bayas are at the top just by default don't you think like yeah they are because like I know, That's so maybe, different than like most of Megaverse books. Yeah, because I I can only assume it has something maybe to do with the fact that like they aren't like not like you know fully, but like you know their instincts aren't as like you know don't affect their life as much as like in like the alphas and the omegas. Like you mm. know, it's some things are a lot more instinct driven. So maybe that's how they were able to rise to the top. I don't know. I I read that series too. Um, I really liked, which one did you prefer? The first one or the second one? I think I preferred the second one better um, just because I think I like the relationship. And plus like that one, I feel like it's a little bit more of a slow burn because well, basically, so in the first book, basically there's like probably like a hundred pages where like the main couple isn't together because they're right because they have to like so basically in the first book this omega like you can go to these like alpha centers or like heat centers or whatever and like hire an alpha to like be with you during heat and there's a crazy thing so they do it but like they don't mark each other but because they like both step on glass or something their blood exchanges and so they get mated but like it's like weird (laughs) but then like basically they're bonded and they don't know it so then they both start getting really sick and then the alpha like loses control because he doesn't know what's happening so he gets gets sent to work like in a different city and this like omega who is like a boss lady architect woman CEO of like a (laughs) multi-million dollar company 
yeah she's working it so then she goes and like finds him and then like they have to like they have to prove that they were they are bonded and she has to go to the doctor and they she has to take this medicine to like to make sure they can she goes into heat right away and then at the end of it she's like I hate the way alphas are treated let me build this community where alphas omegas and beas can all live in peace together and I'm like that is beautiful I like it but I just but for 100 pages in the book they aren't together because it's supposed to show kind of like the angst and yearning because they don't know what's happening but they they really miss each other and and like I know I don't really I like the yearning but they're just not together like I don't yeah yeah. no I like yearning don't get me wrong I think yearning is a really fun thing to read but like two chapters please two chapters especially in like a fast-moving romance novel when there's not a lot of pages keep it not like short, but like a little bit's great, but not a lot. Don't make it like half a book. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. And like, no, I, I totally agree. And like, I don't know, there's something about the characters. I like, I didn't really like them as much. Like the guy was a little too, uh, like grumble, grumble. Yeah. And like, I mean, I really like the female because I'm the main female protagonist because she was very like um confident and she knew her like she was very um self-aware and I think you don't you always see kind of like the insecure omega girl but like she like knew what she wanted and she was about that so then book two which is higher to protect it's about this omega who has a beta who's like her ex-boyfriend who's a crazy stalker and then she needs to hire an an alpha to be her bodyguard and it's really cute because they start off as friends but they have like this like again like the yearning but like they're with each other and then like it's like kind of like a, it's more of a slow burn it's like a build up until like she gets kidnapped they both get kidnapped by this crazy beta and like the beta tries to like do things but then like the alpha like saves her but then she goes into heat um and then so basically they're forced to like bond but it's consensual because she like she's like I really like you like you're my alpha let's be together and then there's a lot of like legal stuff that happens because like they like the alpha gets accused of like burglary or something or like destruction of property but like they're like no it's a crazy beta and like I know it's actually I feel like this book has some really good commentary about the police because in both these books like the police like do not do what they're told and like they're like we need help and they're like no like did you get those vibes too like I haven't read in a while I haven't read those books in a hot minute so I mean it does a little bit a little bit you're right especially in book two because like this um I'm I'm really bad remembering characters names basically the omega girl she's like my ex-boyfriend is literally stalking me like I need help like and the police are like well there's nothing we can really do about it and then she's like he literally like is like tried to like kidnap me like he almost strangled me in an alleyway they're like well you shouldn't have been in the dark alley and like basically like the police are very like nonchalant about it and like I don't know it's very interesting and it's kind of like well kind of in the society it's, it's kind of like they don't really take omegas that seriously unless they're bonded and then they don't take alphas like seriously at all and they hate alphas until they're bonded and so it's kind of like betas running the whole show and I don't know it's very different I think compared to other Omegaverse things and I really enjoyed it overall 10 out of 10 would recommend yay I'm glad you like it because like I like this author she's good 
And I feel like she's definitely someone to try new, you know, not just like new like subjects on like, you know, different genre, like, you know, different other genres and like with the Omegaverse. She also likes to try like writing herself outside of the box a bit and try new things like with flawed or um she has she's in like that auction like omega anthology she's Mm -hmm. written one about a female alpha like she likes to take herself outside of like a box Mm -hmm. and like explore different like topics like you can do with the omega verse which i think is a really cool thing and i really like it but i have okay i've been like thinking on this for a minute and i'm like like how is you know you know how like like people go and like you know the omegas go into heat and whatnot and it's kind of like like some of these things like is it consensual if it happens you know like I feel like like because like they don't really get the choice to like you know, like they're consenting but they're not really consenting like almost like when you're like someone's drunk you know yeah no that's no that's a really interesting point and I think like some of these books, it is definitely a bigger question mark than others. And like, no, that's really interesting. Also, I just, that made me think of this biology question, I guess. So like, because they have a heat, does that mean they don't have like a menstrual cycle? I have thought about this so <laughs> much. Don't eat, I, you know, my, 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 you know, nursing major me has been like how does this work do you just get one giant massive period after like how does it work as someone who's like wants to write an Omegaverse and is currently working on the outline that's taking me a while because I'm kind of hitting a dead point currently um I have written it out that like it also depends like how often do you want to do it because some have it like at every six months some have it at every three months one of them has it happening every month what does Catherine moon do i forget is she every month or like every no, other she's month every six months she's in every six oh months. it is okay every six months um i think Leanne Ryan's is every six months too um most of the time people do every six months but i've read one where it's every three months um whoever wrote prey ld lane uh she does every or they she i don't know every that's i think every three months ld lane has it written out every three months um interesting and like at least how i would do it i would write it out that if you have that you don't have a you you just get one massive one after the cycle (laughs) but like then you don't have a period for the next like two months or however many months like I don't because I feel like it's definitely like you know is it like you know like or because if it's normal it's like you could get pregnant outside of a heat cycle but like is it Mm. then during a heat cycle you're super fertile or is it like no that's the only time you are but like you really you're really really so the chances of like you know it working are a lot high like i i have done it i have written it out i think i have just i i can't decide it's i'm still deciding between every four months and every six months <laughs> just 
more from a standpoint of like you know what would be more like you know like well then it's like no wonder the populations are going down in like these societies if they can only get pregnant like one week every six months like that's crazy yeah but that's the other thing like I'm like wondering like is that and then how how long is it because like you know they're like superhuman so I feel like those superhumans can grow faster as well like I don't know oh yeah what's the incubation period for the embryo I guess like I'm thinking we have questions yes we have questions so I'm like thinking on it and like I don't know I'm still deciding but it is a bit it has been a thought I have had (laughs) um so then do you want to talk about we now you know so you know I love for Catherine Moon, the author. We are Catherine Moon Stan in this podcast. We love her. Um, so she has just come out with so she has this trilogy. Um, what is it called? Okay, I th- I, wait. How come I was like I can I can never remember the name of it either. It's called I think it's the Inheritance of Hunger series. Yes. Wait, let me. Check. Yes. No, it's the Inheritance of Hunger trilogy. Um. I know it's a trilogy um and so the second book came out on Tuesday and so we read that and uh, it was so good it was wait let me make sure I have so okay the first book was called The Queen's Line which we talked about I think we were on episode two of the podcast yeah and then so the second one's The Princess Chosen yes um and like, oh, it's just so good. For those who either are new or near refresher, this series is about we're following um this princess. What's her name? How do you pronounce her name? <laughs> what? How do you, you it, Brianni? Is that how you pronounce her name? Oh, I call her Bryony. Bryony? Oh, that sounds more prettier. Because okay, I'm someone like I literally I'm so bad with names. It's like ridiculous. Well, just like the pronunciation in my head. So like, I've been calling her a different name in my head. I just call her Bronwyn in my head because like, that's like a name. And like, sure. I was, I couldn't figure it out in my mind. I think it's Bryony because I, I have like a family friend whose name is Bryce and she, I think she spells it with a Y and it kind of reminded me of Bryce. So I think it was like, I think I pronounced it Bryony. Um, because it's spelled B-R-Y-O-N why so I'm like okay oh there's an Oni at the end that's all I know because <laughs> like, I'm like is it Brianny Brianny you wait how do you say it again I think I say Brianny but it could be Brianny that's pretty as well. I like Brianny like that's pretty yeah. that seems more regal and princess like yeah think. so Brianny has so her she is a princess she is like the heir to the throne as well and in her family line there's this like i would call it like fertility magic because that's kind of what it is um or well actually no because it's technically like we found out in the second book it's not like you know she's mad you find out in the first book she's like magical powers it manifests in the hunger and it's replenished through sexual deeds um and basically all everyone who's a female within like this queen's line it's just wants to do the do the dude be do like every minute of every day it's like scary <laughs> yeah 
And so in her whole thing is she didn't have it, but she still had to choose like guys anyway. And then she finds out she actually does have it. Um, it just manifested differently. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was kind of her exploring that in the first book and like kind of starting to understand what it is in herself. And then mm-hmm. the second book, kind of explores a little bit more of the oh you also find out in the first book like you know kind of some of like the like bad politics going on in her country um Mm -hmm. and then so in the second book it's a bit more for attacking those bad politics um finding more stuff out about her own magic um adding two more guys it was good um I liked it do you think okay so I think because I texted you briefly on this but or at least I told you. Which one did you do? You like the first book or the second book better? Sorry, just dropped my microphone. <laughs> I personally like the first book better, just because I like the introduction to all the characters the best. And like I, I mean, I am like a oh, okay. Usually, when it comes to trilogies, this is just the thing about me. I usually like book two the best. Like, or even in like big book series, book two is usually the best. Because, like, for example, in Twilight, I love New Moon. Book two, so good. Because I feel like book two is kind of like it's like the lead up to like start of like big drama. Um, but like, I don't know. I think it felt like because basically it was like book one went directly into book two. Like it's kind. And like, I feel like usually there's a like, at least in the beginning, there's kind of like a catch up. And even though I only read like the first book three weeks ago, I feel like I needed like a reintroduction because some of the guys I was like, wait, who are you again? Like, especially with like Theo and when Wait, is that how you pronounce it? I thought his name was Thou. Oh, is it Thou? Wait. Because it's T-H-A-O-U. Oh, Wait, oh, I thought... Or maybe it's Teo or Theo. I thought I pronounced it Thou. I'm like... I don't know. And then it's... it's, So, wait, Thou or whatever. He's the prince. He's like a prince from a different kingdom, right? Yes. And then is it Wendell who's the ambassador? Yeah, so, but like Thou is like the... um. So he's like like 10th in line. So like he's not not anywhere close to the crown. It doesn't seem like his brothers are like dying on the spot right now. Um, so, and then he has his partner, Wendell, um, who is, like, ambassador of, uh, Kimmery, and, I mean, I was glad to have Aris join the bunch, but I never realized, like, Aris was, like, 50. I know, and I was, no, I was, like, okay, you go, older dude, um, but he's one of my favorites, like, I, we were talking about this, like, Owen is, like, Owen is my favorite, because, like, Owen, he's, like, the gentle giant, and, like, he's, he's just, like, like, you were saying he's cinnamon roll, and that's exactly what he is, and, like, he's so, he's so sweet, so gentle, and also, he has this, like, magical connection towards animals we discover in book two, and it's so cute, and, like, all he wants to do is just, like, be with the horses and the stables, and, like, I don't know, him and, um, like um he was like the first guy to like really connect with um I'm only Brian. <laughs> Briani. I'm just gonna call it that wait how do you pronounce how do Brian-y. I wait what's your way Briani but like oh okay that's a good way of yeah like kind of so, like but instead of like a e sound it's um an i sound okay Briani. like I think they were the first like pay like he was the first one to say like I love you to her and like I don't know it's really cute and then 
I really just want her and Cresswell to get together because Cresswell is like a good I feel like Cresswell Cresswell deserves her. She deserves him. And like, again, it's like good yearning, but it's like, come on. Because at the end of the book, they like kiss. It's like, obviously, like, just get together. Yeah, like, obviously, they'll get together in the third. Um, I... I will say I think Oryx my favorite um mm-hmm. like I was thinking over this and I was like I I like Owen like I love him he's a cinnamon roll but like he's just so like he's not one alpha yeah and I maybe just I'm not I'm a bossy person and mm-hmm. I just sometimes don't want to have to be bossy so like mm-hmm. That idea to me of like, you know, you continue. I just I can't. I, I don't want to. <laughs> so like yeah. when I read about it, it's the same thing. I I still I love Owen. I think he again, he's so sweet and whatnot. And like as a character, I think he's just like a gentle giant and I love it. But like, you know, as my type of guy, hmm, I'm okay. The one thing I don't like about Owen is like I don't like his how his pet name for her is Mistress. Like yeah, I, that really like, that got that rubbed me weird. Thing of like Owen, call her something else, please. Um, yeah, that know, rubbed me weird. Um, I also liked in this book Cosmo is kind of with like Thal and Wendell now. Like yeah, I like that because like um, I like I think that's nice. I always feel bad. I always feel bad because I feel like I. I also like how they thought, like they say, like, "Oh yeah, we pass her around the bed." I was like, I wondered how they didn't get annoyed about not like everybody not getting a chance to like you know hug her. Like I, I always thought about like sometimes <laughs> it's just a thought. Like you know when it's like multiple of these guys and they all share a bed. I'm like, how are y'all okay like sleeping next to each other? Like especially for like Arik and Owen, like they're not together. Yeah, so, but like, it seems like I feel like Catherine Moon definitely kind of like splits up her guys kind of into like groups because I feel like in this I think it's gonna end up being like Daniel and Cresswell are like buddies because like they're like the new ones and then it's like Wendell, Cosmo, and Thou or whatever because like they're all also like within like their own couple and that's gonna be Owen and Arctic because like who are going to be, like, buddies. You know what I mean? Like, it, she, she kind of puts it up into, like, sections. So, like, I think to help the reader, like, like what do you call it? Yeah. Compartmentalize. Yeah, like, she groups for a reason. Which I'm, like, I'm... I don't actually know. I think it's going to be... Mm, I don't know. I mean, Owen, I think... Here's the thing. I could see... Honestly, I could see Cresswell and Arik being kind of... Well, no... Nah, I don't know because I don't like I get where you like Ark and Owen because they've like you know like they've written out that they like you know <laughs> do her together um oh, okay. <laughs> and I feel like almost like they are her two favorites like I feel like they are the two who are like most emotionally connected to her and who she's like most vulnerable with if that makes sense yeah yeah but she does I know she said like I love you to Cosmo too. I still can't get over. I was telling, I was telling her earlier before the podcast. Cosmo, please don't name your kid Cosmo. Please, please, whoever's you know listens. No, 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 no. All I can think about is Cosmo and Wanda from the Family Odd Parents. 
and Cosmo. And I used movie. to love Fairly Odd Parents. Like that was my favorite show. But like, yeah, Cosmo, I consider a dog name, a pet name. It's infuriating. Like all I can think about is Cosmo, and he was infuriating in the show. And I don't want to be thinking about this like hot guy who's like infuriating. Like and he's supposed to be like a genius, like sculptor in like the book too. It's like, oh, Cosmo's kind of a weird name for this like great artist, you know? Yeah. Sorry. No, he could have. Like, I feel like if Cosmo had a different name, I'd be a lot more like, oh, I love him. But, like, in this one, I'm just like, mm. um, So, oh, sorry. No, so, you know, I, I I, actually, okay, so I liked this book better, mainly because I was happy to have Art join. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked, like, you know, I and I liked, I think one of the other reasons I liked this one better was I liked, like, the development of you know mm-hmm. I I did I felt like I at least remembered the characters a lot more so I didn't feel like I needed an introduction to them again mm-hmm. and I feel like I liked the development I liked that the grandmother wasn't actually the villain I think mm-hmm. that was a really cool twist um yeah or not like twist but like I think you know it was kind of it seemed to me in the first book it was kind of painted out to me that she was going to be like the one to cause trouble but like that's not true it's mm. actually going to be the council, which is nice. I felt like I would have felt bad if Bryony like had to go against her grandmother and the council and her sister, and, like only have her mother as like this weird side, like you know, like kind of support, kind of not. Yeah, her mother is just like this ominous figure. I don't know because we don't really see her a lot. In this. You don't see her at all in the second book. No. She just gets like a letter from her. Is yeah, that it? like I yeah, she just gets a letter, and like I mean, her mother does seem to care for her, but like. You know what confuses me? Like, like, did her mother even do anything for her as a baby? Or, like, did she, like... Just, like- I think these women are too busy literally doing the do. And they probably just have a bunch of nannies taking care of the children. Yeah. Which is, you know, I'm wondering... Okay, this is, like, a weird thought I was thinking. But you know how they always talk about, like, you know... Like, for, for people who are always doing it, it's, like, really, like, you know, they usually only have one kid. And so, like... Oh, I never heard of that. Yeah, so in the first book, it was said. So that she was talking, she's like, her sister was a surprise. Oh, wait, yes, yes, yes. Now I remember, yes, yes. And she's like, I wonder if I actually wasn't meant to be. And, like, you know, my sister was always playing because she has the hunger and I don't, you know? Mm-hmm. but I'm wondering if it has to do like you know I wonder if because they're not using their magic right if mm-hmm. that might affect like like their ability to have kids you know not like they're like complete ability but like their chances like maybe if like you know the way it's done it's just done so much like mm-hmm. like I don't know it was just a thought I was having it was, I was just like, I was like, hmm. No, Not to say, that's... you know, two kids is a fine amount or one kid's fine yeah. too, like, you know, but like, it was just a thought. They always were like, you know, oh yeah, you tend to have one, that's that. And I'm like, well, what if, what if you are just not using your magic right? And like, because you're not using it right, it's affecting everything else. Cause like, mm-hmm. you know, you find out in this book too, or no, you find out in book one, like the hunger kind of can control people. Mm, yeah. And then, but then what they do, she, so she's learning how to like spread it outwards instead of inwards. And then you see that her sister's abusing that, you know, 
and it's just like an interesting yeah her sister's plot line I thought was very interesting in this book and like I don't know I kind of saw it coming but not really but I was I mean I do think it's an important discussion because basically part of like the storyline with her sister is that like basically she practically or like she is like sexually abusing like the men who are her chosen who are supposed to like be with her and like basically like she like allows them to like like she just doesn't care about them and like one of her chosen is like this owl shifter and like she purposely breaks his like wing while he's like in his owl form as because like she like because basically in this like society in this fantasy world like shifters are like kind of on the outs and like they're discriminated against um and it's really fascinating but um so basically it's kind of like her sister is like and then you learn that like her sister sent one of her chosen to like she left this chosen behind to maybe kill her like um Brioni um and it's like what like and I don't know part of me was like oh it's like the, it's the hunger it's making her crazy but now I'm like no this bitch is just crazy and like no evil. she's just crazy I think she's probably felt like she's like second best and then mm-hmm. she probably thought when she got the hunger she's like oh I'll be like you know queen and whatnot because you don't have it and I do and then Bryony does get it and she's like oh wait fuck like my position is like you know probably most likely getting it is no longer like you know viable and like it's clear like her grandmother like I think also she what is the sister's name is it Camille yeah I think so yeah Camilla Camille Camille so like I think she like I think she thought that like in the eyes of like her family and whatnot or her grandmother because she has like you know the um because she has the the hunger she thought like oh I'm gonna I get to be the queen now and that'll be good and then I don't know it's just so mm, I don't mm. and then obviously like she slept around with like people in the council too yeah and oh my god I just remember this like her sister tried to sleep with Owen and um oh uh, my god poor Owen that was the worst I was like bitch get away and like and oh my god like uh Owen poor Owen too after he was like don't touch me I was just like no and she's like it's not your fault and he's like but like and she's like no it wasn't your fault like and like, I don't know, I think this is such an important discussion how like men can be harassed and like raped and abused too. And like, just because like a guy is like physically larger than a woman does not mean like that woman can't like be abusive. And I don't know, it's an important discussion and like props to Catherine Moon to like bring it into light. But oh my God, like, yeah, I did not think a sister was going to be that evil, but she sees she's an evil bitch like I'm this so and tackled some tough subjects like discrimination on the basis of I guess in this one it's species yeah but like same difference like mm-hmm. and then like you know obviously like poverty is a big one that's yeah um and then like you know now like you know that women can be like you know sexually abusive like honestly it handles some tough subjects yeah like 
on like it's and also like I feel like it did really I um with this goes back to your idea of like consent during like um heat like um like in like the Omegaverse I feel like um one thing that like um Brioni it really tries to talk about is like she really wants to make sure like all everything that goes on is consensual during her hunger because she knows like how her hunger and magic can kind of possibly make like her chosen do things they don't want to do and she's always like very concerned and making sure everything's okay and everything's consensual and I think that's really important like yeah so that's like you know that's I don't know that's I'm, I I really like this series and I'm very excited for the third one because like you know you find out the grandmothers um for sorry for spoilers um there are, I really should put a spoiler warning in this thing like we will be talking about books like beware we will like spoil them but like I'm very nervous now that the grandmother because she's getting sick if like you know how this is gonna um affect things mm, yeah and I feel like there's gonna be a lot of drama with the sister next book and I'm very nervous but yeah. yeah so excited for book three I think comes out in December early December yeah December which kind of makes me so sad I wanted to be coming out like earlier but like good writing should not happen within a month yeah I agree like that is honestly my biggest pet peeve within the romance genre universe is that like I feel like you cannot write I'm sorry people and like you cannot write a good book in like less than a month like I don't think that's possible um especially like with these authors who crank out book after book after book and also I feel like to me that shows you truly don't care about your characters or you truly don't care about your audience because like I feel like you're just cranking out to crank out and like I read for characters and then plot and I feel like a lot of times when you write fast you're writing for plot and not for characters yeah which makes me upset yeah so let's get to the main topic of today's discussion yes so today we want to talk about all things spooky season halloween autumnal everything we love it is spooktober it is spooktober so we are going to talk all things spooky (laughs) so i have always been a big halloween fan i think like my family's always been a big halloween family like we were always like the house on the street who went all out we have so many decorations in our basement and um I don't know I don't know why like and like me and Chloe we've always we always had like costumes and like we always like went trick-or-treating I think I went trick-or-treating up until seventh grade maybe I think that was like my last year maybe seventh or eighth I don't remember but and I've always just loved autumn like October is probably my favorite month of the year just because I love fall activities um I love corn mazes I love pumpkin patches I love apple picking I love apple cider I love candles um I do not like pumpkin spice though I mean I like I like pumpkin seeds but I don't like pumpkin flavored things um but yeah I love October and I do um live next to the Halloween capital of America Salem Massachusetts and (laughs) I have a lot of opinions and which I'll talk about later but Right. Yeah, that's kind of my Halloween overall view. Ten out of ten. Great, I, great month, great holiday. I know. I love Halloween too. I think it's so fun. I love candy. Um, I love, I love just going home after the end of a good trick or treat session and like eating all my candy, um, and getting sick to my stomach and then eating more because that's what you do. Yeah. Um, and like, 
I just, I, which makes me why it's like, I'm so sad that this year it's going to be different. Cause like, I loved, I was like, I was very excited. Well, okay. I'm going to be real. I was very excited. I was ready for um Halloween weekend. Um, mm-hmm. I was very hyped. I was so worried. I was so like, I was like, yes, I'm going to buy costume. It's going to be great. We're going to have so much fun. And then pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. so no more Halloween weekend. Um, but I loved like I was like a kid we're kind of it's like in my town so like you know trick-or-treating is still huge in my town but like it's kind of crazy because like it's actually like so you kind of there's like two set like when you're in it like in my town there's kind of like two parts of it so like as a little kid you go around town but then we live right next to this town called Alpine. And it's not really a town. It's more like a small community with a couple of restaurants. Like it's kind of more a passing area in New York. Um, mm-hmm. And they have these large gated communities mm-hmm. that um, you can go trick or treating in and they give out like big pieces of candy. And like, um, like Chris Rock lives in Alpine. Um, oh, really? Wow. Yeah. And like the owner of um Models lives in Alpine. I think you told that story, didn't like they give out Models gift cards one yeah, year. Yeah, big chocolate bars and Models gift cards. Oh, um, that's amazing. Yeah, I never ended up using my gift card. <laughs> that was sad. I was like, I think there's like fifteen bucks on there. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, no, it's like a pretty like crazy thing. So like as a kid, you do that. But in middle school, you go and you go trick-or-treating in Alpine. And like, it was my mom, like, she's like, like your parents have to like drive you up there. And then like, cause some of these houses are far apart. They have to drive you around to trick-or-treat. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hilarious, <laughs> but like, I love that. Yeah. So what's like your opinion on like, I guess unconventional like candies given out because like I I loved it when like my neighbors would give out like play-doh like that I, it was really cool and like I'm personally I love the occasional pretzel chip bag <laughs> that people give out too because I'm a salty bitch um and I just love salty foods and also one one day, my neighbors like the ones at the top of my street there's this woman and she gives out like little like um little like games like she wants to give up rubik's cubes and it was so amazing but anyway i like surprises like that i mean not a toothbrush or an apple no thank you but like fun things other than candy i like don't beat that house <laughs> i can't i, I will like... i'll give up play-doh no no oh no i'm not trick-or-treating my kids can't trick me in your house <laughs> no not jk i mean I could, if they want but like no i i'm someone who's like hand out candy or don't hand out any. Or no, don't. That's a lie. Hand out candy. Like just candy or nothing. <laughs> no, no. I'll take a pretzel bag occasionally. I think as an adult, I'm definitely happy to have a pretzel bag now. Like I mm-hmm. think it's a nice, like, you know, like that's a snack that you can have at lunch later. Like it's that sort of yeah. thing. Like that saves on a snack and I don't mind it then. Or like, you know, if as a college student, if I just had a bag of pretzels, that would last me like a while, like a couple bags of pretzels. Mm-hmm. That would last me a while as like a snack in my dorm. Like yeah. as an adult, but as a kid, I was totally like, no, no, no. I, I'm out here. I am busting my butt. I 
am getting candy. Like, I was not about to be like, you know, walk around and then get pretzels or like toothbrush stuff. Like, mm-hmm. no. And so what is like your family's go-to candy? So, because like my, so when I, we did, we experimented a little bit when, a little bit when I was younger, like we did bring pops, I remember, which went pretty well. And then I think we did like Starburst, but now we're exclusively M&Ms. We give one bag of peanut and one bag of regular. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. pretzel, which are my favorites, but like um, basically like my grandparents, like they're obsessed with M&Ms. Like they collect a lot of M&M mer- memorabilia. And so we have actually now the have- the m this... store in New York? Oh yeah. Have they been? Um, I feel like they love Yeah, it. they have they do they have they have been and they just love m&m so much and so they so my grandparents they have a giant big blue m&m outside their house and then we have a little red one outside of our house it's not as big but it's like pretty big um and so now we are the m&m house we give out m&ms because that's just kind of our family's tradition but what about you do you have like a go-to candy that you guys like to hand out all right we're a chocolate house so like we're usually like getting like those like hershey bags um, oh yeah, yeah. Or whatever's there but like I think this is kind of because I don't know in your town does your town have a lot of peanut allergies um I mean probably your average peanut allergy but like people don't really make a big deal about it they're like see, oh like yeah you can just have the two plain instead of two peanut or instead of a peanut and a plain like see that's the thing because like we have um we have a lot of peanut allergies in my town so it's kind of peanuts are like a big thing of like you know should you hand out peanuts or whatnot um but I usually so I categorize houses into like two things or three things you are a other house like other than candy you are mm-hmm. a chocolate house like I don't care like can't like this one's under I count this in like like mounds and whatnot also falls under the chocolate house just because like it has I chocolate. love mounds oh my god but you are a chocolate house or you are a fruity house and like fruity mm-hmm. house is like the smarties, the nerds, the ring pops, the gummy candy, skittles, skittles stuff like that. Um, I love it when people give out airheads. Like I get so excited. Not as common anymore, but I, I effing love airheads. I, I'm a chocolate fan, so I'm always happy when a ha- house hands out chocolate. I'm not. I don't like peanuts. I don't have an allergy. I just don't like peanuts. Um. Mm, so like to me like living in a town that has a lot of peanut allergies is great because I don't do touch peanuts uh but like that being said like there's still a lot of peanut candy and sometimes it's very disappointing because I I'm not a peanut person so like I don't want Reese's and whatnot and sometimes you know I never say like you know oh mm." And I never want to say. Well, I used like, to give my dad. I used to give my dad and my sister all the Reese's because, like, yeah, that, that's what like, I used to do. Parents as well. love getting like the candies kids hate. No, I know. I used to. I do that as well a lot. Um, but I just. I used to be like, mm. like always. I feel like if you have peanut, like a peanut thing at your house, you should also have a non-peanut thing. Like, yeah, definitely. Just like some people have allergy, like, and like I understand, like you know, gluten and like milk is also like like lactose is also an allergy but like you kind of expect candy to have lactose in it uh so like I feel like that's one that you can't like you know like you're like oh I'm gonna have a peanut one and a lactose one and a this and a that but like peanuts I feel like are an allergy that not only like usually they're like a common one that ends you up in anaphylactic shock like Mm. 
And I feel like just just having the one peanut one, I or like a non nut one, because yeah, hazelnuts also cause that. Um, I think options are important during Halloween because, like, I don't know. Yeah, I think definitely it's important to be allergy sensitive and like make sure that like you have an option that most people can eat. Yeah, like I like. I will say I'm not the fa- biggest fan of the fruit ones, but the fruit ones always have an option for me, you know? Yeah. Like that's something I will say. Like I will always eat a Smarties. Nerds, yeah. meh, but they're usually good trading things. Like nerds get me good trades. So like I'm yeah. like kind of at that point where I'm like, there's always something that I can either eat or trade with. I'm just not the peanut ones. My brother doesn't know, like it's, peanuts I, either. So I'm so fascinated how you are like cho- you are a chocolate girl. Like, cause I used to when I was little. Not, not anymore, not really. I used to be so anti-chocolate. I used to hate milk chocolate. I would only eat white chocolate. And so it would be like, during Halloween, it'd be like, I will only eat Skittles and like nerds. Um, but now chocolate. I love chocolate. But like in like middle school or like late elementary school, I used to like get so excited when people give out dark chocolate because I actually really like dark chocolate. And like, I like it when you get like some of the, like the unique candy bars. Like I really like um, the Hershey bars that are like, um, cookies and cream and it's like I love it I don't know why I love it and I love one of my favorite is I love um three musketeers and I love dark chocolate three musketeers Ugh, so mm. good um but I I, really, will, I was like a, a college mix. student I have been like I mean dark chocolate isn't my favorite but it's definitely been a flavor that's been growing on me mm-hmm. like I feel like as I've gotten older I really I've started to really like dark chocolate a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been nice. Um, so like now as an adult, I'm like, oh yeah, I love like dark chocolate. Like, do you remember that bag of Hershey Kisses I got? It was like dark chocolate, almond, and like Hershey. Yes, like, I like all the dark chocolate out of that. I was like, give me those dark chocolate kisses. Like, I love it. No, so one of my favorite memories was literally just us watching The Bachelor in your dorm and eating chocolate. Like, that was Aww. so fun. Yeah. And speaking of, I'm pretty sure the, ba- the first episode of The Bachelor comes out this, Bachelorette comes out this week. So I'll be watching. All right. I'm I may end up watching a recap. Um, <laughs> it looks, I don't know. I'm fascinated. Anyway, back to Halloween. Um, so I actually <laughs> I have an idea so what do you think is your most like I guess like non-politically correct Halloween costume you ever went as because I feel like there's definitely I mean I had a few I think and um I think and it just happens when you're little and you don't know <laughs> so what I was Halloween a couple times Mine was definitely with, I think I was in sixth or seventh grade. I went as a gypsy. I like had like a long flowing skirt and like a headband. And like, yeah, that was definitely, I think, my worst Halloween costume when it comes to like cultural appropriation. And like, you learn and you learn and you, you learn and you learn. That's all you can do. I don't think I've actually ever had a Halloween where I was like, not to say that, like, no, because let me see. I've been, like, a monkey, a bunny. I think there's a pumpkin mm-hmm. costume from, like, when I was a baby. Um, 
then I was a dolphin one year like my friend and I were dolphins and like we my aunt Laurel she like sewed the costume and we got like this head thing it was like really fun um I've been Annalise from Princess and the Popper. like my friend and I did that for you did that senior year (laughs) senior year of high school um it was like a modern one like it was more like a Disney bound because it was like for cheap um I've done I've done a oh I did a hipster I did a hipster Rapunzel I had that last year no no so I well so you remember that hair extension that I wore last year yeah so it was that and then I had like this like purple like sweater that I don't own anymore but it was a great purple sweater and like I wore that and it was fun Mm -hmm. and like a flower crown because you know that whole thing with the flower Mm -hmm. crowns I think I still have the flower crown that I wore and then, like, my friend Katie, she got, like, she was Ariel, so she dyed her hair red, and then she got, like, that shirt, and, like, she went to Hot Topic and got stuff, so, and then I think my friend Sarah was Jasmine, and she, like, wore, like, teal. It was, like, fun. The whole thing was, like, fun. Um, I've done Wonder Woman one year. I can remember middle school pretty vividly. I was Wonder Woman one year. I was like those hipster Ariel things. And then I was, um, or no, hips, hipster Rapunzel. And then I was a monster one year. Um, you know, I really don't think I've had anything that would be like, you know, not correct. I've almost wanted to be Cleopatra, which I guess would kind of be something in that realm of me. Like, I don't know. Like, that's kind of like in like that maybe section. I've heard like, you know, like Egyptian is like in the maybe section. Yeah, and I think like, yeah, I think that's just like, it's different because I think Cleopatra is actually technically like Greek heritage. And like, so like she would technically, I think today be considered like a white woman. But that's like another yeah. topic, I guess. I'm not gonna, yeah, what am I? I don't think I'm in that mood to like discuss that much. Um, I wanted to be like Greek goddess, gods and goddesses for oh senior year Halloween party. I was um I really wanted to be Persephone, and I had oh I was so mad. I bought these like plastic flower vines that I was gonna lace up my legs with, mm-hmm. but like they were too large and they wouldn't stick to my sticky tape. So um I'm mad. I have to buy because it's a really good costume idea that I was so mm-hmm. mad it didn't work. Because I wanted to, like, I have to buy, like, I'm going to, probably what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy, like, chains, like, small, like, flat rose chains and, like, mm-hmm. lace them up on my legs, like, crisscross them and then, like, mm-hmm. have them, like, go up. And I feel like it would just look so, I have this, like, black rocker, too. And, like, then, like, get a headpiece and I, it would so work as a sexy costume. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Love it. But I don't think I've ever had anything. Because then I was like, I was princesses for a while too. So like, that was also a section. And then I was a cat one year. Like, like it was in Australia. It was like, there was like one year I was a cat. But I was so mad because I realized I could have done, um, or not, no, I never had, actually I didn't have those PJs yet. But I really wanted to, if I was in Australia another year, I really wanted to dress up as a, um, so my friend, so no so I had PJs that matched my American Girl doll so I wanted to be like my American Girl doll for Halloween one year oh yeah and like we would have worn the PJs together Mm -hmm. oh those were so good PJs too like they were comfy I liked those PJs 
yeah, I don't think I've had though. Like, I just don't think I have. I've been a witch mm-hmm. with pink hair. Like my aunt's very pretty and my oh, I was Hannah Montana later. <laughs> oh, I love that. But like, yeah, no, I don't think I've had. I just I'm trying to think. I'm literally going through the costumes like in my head. Like, what have I done? That would maybe be like not PC. I don't think I've had one, but if anybody does digging on, please don't do digging. But like, you know, if my friends are like, you know, they're like, no, you did this. I remember you dressed up as this. You can call me out because I can't remember. It. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. I think that just, like, happens happens sometimes. And, like, it's okay. Like, one year, like, we went to start, like, for, like, a Halloween party. We went as um, Tinkerbell and Tiger Lily. I was Tinkerbell. And, like, obviously, like, Chloe shouldn't have been Tiger Lily. Which, it was, like, it was, again, like, you, it, you have to learn. And, like, and it's kind of, like, no one, our parents, like, didn't say anything. Because, like, they didn't know either. And, like, no other party said anything. But it's kind of, like, it's it's just a maturity thing and I think it's kind of just like as you educate yourself more you have to kind of like take like realize like you be more like considerate of people's cultures and be more considerate about like like I guess how you choose to respect those cultures I guess well but wait I have a question though because like that would be like telling a little girl like because tiger tiger lily was like what was she again she's like um she's supposed to be like a native american princess and like um peter pan uh yeah never mind never mind i thought we were talking about something like because i thought i thought this is a fairy like that was like i was never mind i'm wrong no (laughs) I thought she was a fairy and I was about to be like, but like, why can't like a girl dress up as like Jasmine? And even though she's like, I thought it was something like that. I thought it was about um, to be like questioning that. No. Oh. Mm-hmm. But no, oh, no, sorry. never you mind. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. No, don't worry. Um, I definitely don't. No, no. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just like, and like we were actually talking about this in one of my history classes about how like, like one of my professors like she's a white woman and she was saying like oh like, it, like she said she doesn't feel comfortable with like her daughter wanting to be like Moana for Halloween and things like that, and like how it's kind of like and like when you're little it's kind of like well you're like why can't I be this person, and like because like you just like love like just like their character but it's kind of like and it's like kind of hard to explain to children and even now sometimes it's hard to explain to like anyone how like well that's not really okay you know I think it's kind of hard like I feel like it's kind of hard that Disney like it's like so hard because I want Disney to have representation of different characters you know Mm -hmm. like but at the same time it gets into a level of you know I I know little kids who wanted to dress up as Moana and like it's because I feel like I don't know I think if you're dressed I don't I don't know like it's kind of a tough position because I can understand wanting to like dress up as Moana or something else but you might not be Polynesian you know yeah and like it's kind of hard because Disney's now taken that culture and used it for a character that's now mainstream and might be someone's favorite character and it's like well you're dressing up as the character but then you're also dressing up in like the culture and it's kind of like I don't know what to do like I used to have 
I had this one dress and I, I was never, you know, my, I had family friends, they went to China and they brought it back for me. It was like, or yes, no, it was from China. And it was like, I think it was made out of like fake soap, but like, it was this like mm-hmm. dress and it was like in this like traditional style. And I never like wore it around like out in town, but I like used to wear it around the house. And to me, it was kind of like a Mulan costume, but I was never dressing mm-hmm. up. I don't like, I don't know. Cause it was never, you know, I appreciated the dress for what it was. Mm. I I feel like I don't know. I think this is tough, and I feel like it's at least from. I mean, I don't. I think yeah. it's tough when it comes to Disney because Disney. No, yeah, I think Disney characters. It. That's where like the lines get blurrier, but at the same time, I kind of feel like Halloween is just not the time for like. I think when it comes to like Halloween, it's just like the line gets weird between cultural appreciation and cultural appropriation. So I think it's like, if you just like, I just think, okay, especially if you want to dress sexy, do not use anything that could possibly be some sort of cultural appropriation thing because I think that's just extremely inappropriate and like yeah. honestly dress as sexy as you want on Halloween you do you boo but like just do and like that well, like I know a lot of people I I we were researching like weird laws for Halloween and like what in one of the classes and I think in the state of Alabama it's illegal to dress up like a nun or a priest on Halloween um <laughs> And like, I don't know, and like, I know sometimes they're like sexy nun costume and like that <laughs> thing. And like, I don't know how I feel about things like that. Or like, sec- well, how do you think about like sexy nurse? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what's your opinion on that? Um, I'm kind of mixed. Cause like, as a nurse, I want to do sexy nurse. Cause I think mm-hmm. it's funny. Like, yeah. I want to do sexy nurse. Cause I'm going to be a nurse. And like, that's a very easy, sexy costume that I can do. Mm-hmm. But like, at the same time, this actually, because I was looking up last night, because there was this, I was watching this um, Clever Style video where they did like mm-hmm. Dolls Kill, which by the way, don't buy from Dolls Kill, but um, they were, which I was kind of annoyed. I was like, really, you bought from Dolls Kill? But they bought costumes from Dolls Kill. So I looked it up just to see like, you know, what costumes they had. And they had this one that was kind of cute. It was like this, like, it was meant to be like a sexy nurse, but it kind of wasn't like sexy, sexy. It was like fun, sexy, like, mm. It was just like very short, but like it was fun. And I was like, oh, I'm into this one. Um, but it was, I don't know. I think I, it made me wonder though, when I was looking up, like, where did we get the idea of a sexy nurse? You know, like I feel like nurses for the longest time probably were not sexy. Like when did sexy nurse become a thing? Cause like, I, I've seen the scrubs. They're not that sexy. They're like, well, I definitely sexy. think, like, maybe comes from, like, you know, like, in, like, the 19, like, 40s, like, if, like, a nurse in, like, a cute little dress, and, like, when there's this, like, kind of, like, have, and, like, I don't know, I think also, like, there was, like, kind of a stereotype of, like, when, like, the nurse was working on, like, the front, and during the war, they were, like, fall in love with, like, these soldiers, you know what I mean, and, like, maybe, I have, I have, like, questions on, like, when did the nurse become with that being said, so many things have become sexy. Like, when did the fireman become sexy? When did the police officer become sexy? Like, yeah, when like these random careers like become yeah, um, sexy. Um, it's very interesting. No, I'm. I think it's fun. Yeah, I, I'm. You know what? 
here's the thing. You're not appropriating a culture. You're not, you know, this has nothing to do with culture or race or anything. You know, there's nothing going on politically with the nurses. So dress up as a sexy nurse if you want. It's fun. I think it's funny. Um, I, I will not stop. If it means that it is one more costume so that people don't dress up in things that aren't politically correct, that is fine. Take the sexy nurse if you want. If anything, please take the sexy nurse over sexy um, mm. police officer. True, 100%, yeah. Like that's, you know what, if I have to, so, I can give it away, like, please do. <laughs> yeah. So I guess like, my, I guess I can like tie my unpopular opinion of this week into like my mm. Halloween theme. And so, well, it's not really an unpopular opinion. It's more of like a warning to anyone. So this is, dear America, please, stop going to Salem during Halloween <laughs> period especially this year please don't go because like I'm pretty sure the city of Salem was like okay guys we're not really doing anything because of the pandemic like because like they canceled um so there used to be this big thing called haunted happenings and that's like a big celebration through the month of October in Salem Massachusetts right over the bridge for me and like there's a parade and all these events but like because of like the pandemic everything's like really shortened and like you can't there's not many events this year and I think you can still go to all the major museums and stuff like that and take like a trolley ride and like still do some of like the kitschy um touristy stuff but like it's not as big but like it's just like here's my thing I think learning history is so important, obviously. I am a history major, but Salem has just this long, complicated history when it comes to Salem witch trials. Number one, I think like it's, you shouldn't make money off of like the execution of innocent people who were accused of being wish witches just because like of like political drama back in the day and like just like the history of sandwich trials it's just like so sad like a lot of the women were poor or widows or they were like marginalized people and it's just kind of like they died and now we have like a giant parade because of it in Salem and now we have like all these museums and like and a lot of the museums they don't do as much as they can do for education and that's my kind of biggest stick um and like I think Salem is such a great city it's very progressive it's very fun there's so many great restaurants and stores but I think I personally believe you should go to Salem a different time of year maybe in the summer or the spring or later in the fall but just don't go during Halloween because I feel like it just reinforces this thing that like oh yay Salem go witches yeah. but it's kind of like I just don't think it should be linked to Halloween because of that yeah. I feel like that that links a positive family-friendly event with something terrible that happened in history you know what I love that's in Salem the pirate what? museum oh yeah I, I love it I have been to Salem one time. I went, I was, it was uh, one of our stops when we were going up to Maine. We camped for the night right by Salem. So we went to Salem um, for the day or kind of night day. Like it was like a, it was like a quick trip. We were a little bit, we, we had hit traffic. So we were there a lot later than we had wanted to be because um, we wanted to go to the museum and it was mm -hmm. closed by the time we got there. Um, so we walked around, but I saw the pirate museum and I thought it was his, like, I thought it was so fun. Like, I love the artwork on the outside of the museum. 
Oh yeah. Uh, no, that's like, that's a great point to bring up because like a lot of Salem history is because it's like a huge maritime town. And like, there were so many like boats and like merchants in Salem. And it was like one of like the biggest, like, like import and export cities in America for a long time. And like the late 1700s, early 1800s and like that. And like, that's kind of like what Salem is really about. It's like the maritime his maritime history, and also like um my God, shoot, what's it called? But Salem used to be home to like um a big board game factory. I forget what it's called, but it's like the people who make Clue. Oh, like is it Hasbro. Is it? Ha it might be Hasbro because like I guess Clue, the board game Clue, is based off like a murder that actually happened in Salem or somewhere near me. Um, and so like um that used to be like one of the big things. And like the whole sandwich trials, the majority of it did not even take place in what is modern day Salem. Is it it, it took place in, in what like is Danvers? Yes, Danvers, Massachusetts. Because Salem, because the witch trials mostly happened in Salem Village, which is Danvers, and Salem Town is what is modern day Salem. But because Salem kept Salem and Dan Dan Salem Village became Danvers, Salem Town claimed the history, even though the history was more Salem Village. Anyway, I just get very heated about this because, like, I just I spent my whole life learning about the sandwich trials and just I have a ton of thoughts. And like, I get and like also like Salem, there are rivals in sports. And so I, like, so their mascots, the witches, and I get pissed this type of time of year during football season, because our big chant against them is burn the witches. But the thing is, no one in America was ever burned for witchcraft. No, like, that just never happened. That happened all the time in Europe during, like, the European witch trials, but no one in America has ever been burned for witchcraft. Um, they were executed in different ways, but I can just get so angry when people say historically inaccurate things about Salem. I mean, you wrote you wrote a whole speech. We had a whole presentation in our honors class about it, and like, yeah, I think like you're right. Like Salem should be known for other things, except for something that didn't even happen there. Like, I get so heated. I don't know. I yeah, it's. And I don't know, because I just think public history is really important. And like, I think when people get jumbled up and like things become more saturized or more like, um, what do you call it, glamorized, it like takes away from like the terrible things and like the happy. Danvers any, have, has Danvers any, has like, have they done anything and been like, wait, that's actually our history, not yours? Um, I mean, they have, like, a few monuments, but they don't have any, like, big museums and stuff like that, but, like, they're kind of just, like, well, Salem's kind of covering it, like, so what can we do, but, um, I don't know, it's just, like, it's a really big thing in these parts, just because, like, I don't know, I kind of, like, just, and then, like, oh, sorry, I hiccuped, like, when we read, like, The Crucible, that's also another thing, because The Crucible it's, it's inaccurate, but, like, I get it, because it's not really supposed to be so much trial. It's supposed to be about, like, the McCarthy era, era, and, like, American politics, and, like, communism, and the Soviet Union, um, but, yeah, I don't know, um, but anyway, everyone go to Salem, but just go at a different time of year. That's just my opinion. As someone who lives right next to the town, you have a good, you know, 
you good advice on how when people should go because like I went during like summertime and it was fun I liked it when we were in the summer and like I wasn't anywhere near Halloween yet plus like it's beautiful in the summer like because Salem's right on the shore there's some there's some okay beaches not great <laughs> they're just okay but then it's like nice to look at I think I saw a wedding happening there at one point um oh, and like there was like a hotel we all had to go to the bathroom so we all like snuck into the hotel bathroom oh it was probably the Hawthorne hotel very haunted very nice probably um no it was nice I enjoyed it uh but yeah go during another time I I recommend that um let's see what else have you been watching any Halloween movies um yes (laughs) ma'am so even though I just went on this long rant about Salem one of the best things I think that has come out this 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 Hollywoodization of Salem is Hocus Pocus because that was filmed in Salem and it's so I love Hocus Pocus it's probably one of my favorite probably one of my favorite movies ever it's just so good and so funny and like I love it um and so I probably I think I'll watch Hocus Pocus twice already to be honest and then um another one of my family's favorite like Halloween movies is Sleepy Hollow with Johnny Depp and Christina Ricci we love that one um because Sleepy Hollow that's like in upstate New York right uh, yeah it's like oh is it New York no it's New York but like it's close by me I I, I'm like passed by Sleepy Hollow um it's like right by me um I've never I don't think I've ever been to the town though (laughs) I've passed by it just never been in it (laughs) great movie highly recommend and then um I really do love Adam's Family like Adam's Family Values um I like those movies um also I mean I haven't gotten into the Disney ones but like Halloween Town one two and three not four are so good I want original Marnie (laughs) hashtag not my Marnie hashtag not my Marnie no I also huge Twitches fan I love love Twitches I watched, I just watched Halloween Town last night. Um, that's the reason why I'm purple. For those who uh, cannot see me, I actually dyed my hair purple. I meant to tone it, but I left, I added a little bit too much lavender condition, uh, color to the conditioner. So I was like, I thought it'd be fine. And then I left it in for like 20 minutes and I was like, it's fine. And then I'm showering and it's like the purple's still there. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm still purple. So it I'm looks current, great though. But I'm patchy purple. That's my issue. You can't see in the head from the head, but I'm a little bit of a patchy purple because I put it in like conditioner, not like hair dye. So I'm a bit patchy. Mm. It's fine though. I've ordered hair dye. Like I, I already had pre-ordered hair dye. I just wanted to tone it out so like my hair would look the best possible. So I have hair dye on the way. When it gets here, I'll fix it. It's fine. But as yeah, I was watching Halloween 10 and it got me distracted. And I have to admit, Halloween Town 1, I thought I was gonna rewatch it and like it more than I did. I just felt like it was very like the conflict was very underwhelming. The evil mayor? Well, yeah, but like he literally just ends up on there and he's like, bow down to me. And the people were like, okay small town corruption is a huge deal and he looks scary like the man like um calabar is scary in that movie but like he looks like oh but even in his evil face people are like okay and then he shows who he is and they're like 
sure and like it, it just felt, and then they're like you know and like literally all the conflicts in the movie happens in the last like 20 minutes true I, true here's the thing i can understand a little bit they have to set up halloween town and like what's going on and whatnot and i think it's fine so i'm not like you know i'm definitely not gonna like you know especially because there's more there's so much more to like you know there's so many more movies and whatnot so i'm not you know gonna gripe on it but like i i did notice that um it was very a little a little underwhelming so i'm going to probably watch the second halloween town movie tonight the second one's my personal favorite i yeah because i've heard mixed reviews i heard some people were like oh it's my least favorite other than the fourth one but we really don't count the fourth one so um some people think it was like their favorite i'm gonna watch it again calabar returns i'm excited like because like her like like the equal calabar's son who um it is like him and marnie are dating or like dating in real life now wait really yeah it's really cute because like oh. in the movie they're kind of like they have like a flirty relationship but then like spoiler alert, he's evil because he's calabar's son mm-hmm. but no they they're dating in real life it's oh really wait cute. that's actually kind of cute I all think right they reconnected at like halloween time reunion and then now they're together oh no i'm all right i'm hyped because i'm gonna watch it um but then you want to hear something that was i'm not gonna call it unpopular opinion but maybe just like a food thoughts i've had but he, this will tie in with this um for the longest time halloween town four was my favorite <laughs> how dare you how dare you and oh my god and you pretending like you hated it no no ago. no i don't like it now personally i think from my memory i'm gonna rewatch it though so we're gonna the opinions will we'll see personally though currently the third's my favorite when they're at the high school i think that's so cool like going in and out of the locker um yeah and like i like how like they're i like there's like a bunch of like new kids who are all like different species of supernatural and like i think that's that's and like also it's like an interesting like the idea that like like knights were like against evil like creatures yeah. like that's a really cool concept no that is i like that so i'm gonna so far i'm gonna say the third but yeah as as a kid tween the fourth one was my favorite um I I don't know I liked the college aspect I thought it was good and I liked I I know it's so bad it was like I literally was like I probably should not like it as much as I do I just don't understand why did they not have the actor who plays like Marnie and all the like why wasn't she in the fourth one they she they just didn't wait can you repeat that my wi-fi is being like crappy oh sorry um so um she claims that like they just didn't invite her back and like disney said they wanted to go in like a new direction for the film what disney i know it's ridiculous but like okay i kind of understand i think the plot for hometown four is very interesting and i feel like it like disney really never really tackled the concept of college before and i think that's interesting too 
And like, I kind of get why you would enjoy it. But I just, I never got over the fact. I was just like, where is she? Where's Marnie? I don't see her. This is an, an imposter. I just think it's so weird. Like they had other characters that were like from the original series, but like not, like now I'm like, wait, why? Like she was still within the age range to do it. It wasn't like she aged out all of a sudden. Mm, yeah. I don't know. And I feel like that's another thing. Like, I feel like sometimes like movie people and like people who make movies for like children are like, you know, preteens, they think kids are dumb. And it's like, of course, we're going to notice as a different actress. Like, what do you mean? And it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I, mm, I, yeah, as an adult now, I'm like, not my Marnie, but like as a kid, I was like, oh, this is my favorite. I liked it. I liked the whole plot and whatnot. And that was fun to me. Um, oh my gosh, you know what I also watched last uh last night? Have you what? watched the the haunted house, the haunted mansion movie with Eddie Murphy? I love that movie. I have to admit though, okay. I have like so like why is why is the guy British? We're in America. Why <laughs> you know is why I thought the whole thing would be like it's like a southern like you know house that like 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 an old like plantation mansion, you know? Because mm-hmm. I think isn't that what like the haunted mansion is originally oh i don't know i like don't really know the disney lore behind the haunted mansion i don't know either but i thought it was something like that i mean i could be very wrong because people tell me i would actually like to be wrong i don't want it to be plantation mansion but was the haunted mansion was it first in california like was right first in california or florida so it was first in california and it's set in its whole um so it kind of has this whole like Louisiana section oh. and like with like so like Pirates of the Caribbean actually is in this area too and it has this like look of like um kind of like like in like New it's like in this like New Orleans section mm-hmm. and it like it has like that like French like style that like New Orleans has mm-hmm. Um, and the haunted mansions at in that area too. So I thought mm. it was kind of connected that way. Um, mm. But in uh, I think in the I think in Disney World it's in Frontierland. I don't know. It's in a different section. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel. Cause like I feel like I don't remember them having any like southern accents like throughout like for like sounds in the ride or anything like that. No, but, but it has. No, I think it's in that section. Hmm, um, interesting. We need to do some research. Yeah. We'll get back to you guys on that. I love though in the movie the guys like you know he's like with his wife and he's she's he's like the 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 ghost is like he's she's Elizabeth and. Then Eddie Murphy's like, no, she's Sarah. She's from New Jersey. I was like, 
I was like, she just sound like she's from Jersey. Um, from New but, Jersey. That's funny. I was like, that's interesting. Okay. Um, why do we get all like the normal people? Like, why was everybody like when they yell? Like, okay. Quite. This is a curiosity I'm having. Why, if people are like you know, like they're from somewhere, why is it? she's not from here she's from jersey like where does that come from you know i that is really interesting and i feel like there is like um yeah it's kind of like oh where are you from oh new jersey like uh, and people are like oh huh. like i don't know i think like um no i'm sorry to say i just think new york sometimes overshadows new jersey and new jersey sometimes just gets a bad rap because of like new york new york it people does. like to poo poo it does but then they get mad because they like here's the thing they do but then like they don't be saying anything when they use our beaches <laughs> true like that's that's just what happens they'll be like well you use our lakes because here's mm-hmm. the thing in new york you either you're either going to jersey for the beach or you're going to your lake house. Mm. Um, that's just what that's just what happens. But but yeah, I watched that, and I have to admit, I think some characters were underutilized, like mm-hmm. the ghosts that helped them. Um, I feel like they were just underutilized. I feel like they were funny and could have been used more. I love the woman in the crystal ball. Yes, her too. I think she was fun, but I was just like, I feel like I don't know. I feel like the whole like scenery and whatnot and the whole idea was just it could have been they could have done more but Mm -hmm. they are making a set they're not a second one but i think they're redoing a new movie about the haunted mansion you know like because disney i think they're trying to turn some of their rides into movies now like yeah because they did um, what's it called the jungle cruise is a movie yeah and that had emily blunt and the rock and like is that premiering ever I don't know. I think, honestly, I feel like Disney, they're freaking out right now about the movie theaters. Like, they're going crazy. Yeah. Um, no, because I was, I totally want to see The Jungle Cruise. That looks good. I like Emily Blunt a lot. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It, it kind of gave me the vibes. Like, if you're like, in okay. It gave me like Jumanji. Have you seen the new Jumanji yes. movie? Yes, I love the new Jumanji. <laughs> I love it. So like it kind of gave you that. Like if you've been watching like Jumanji and you're still in the mood to continue watching movies like Jumanji, like you would watch like I've done that. Like sometimes I'll watch like okay, Journey to the Center of the Earth, Journey to the Mysterious oh, Island, yeah. the Jumanji movies. And I feel like the jungle cruise would totally fit in that section. Yes oh my god I love all those movies they're so nostalgic I love it but like they also all fit together really well so like if you're just in a mood to continue watching movies like that like you totally can it's like there's like it's very like jungle adventure vibes yes I mean I love a good jungle adventure vibe movie um so you know I was like I just I don't I I think they're doing I so I know there's a new one they're gonna do on um the haunted mansion but i hope this one is going to be a little bit more mystical um than like like i don't know it had a weird i mean i like the movie but definitely had a weird sort of thing of like it had all the things to make like a really good like mystical movie but then like there was like eddie murphy humor in it 
And I love Eddie Murphy humor, but it, it was a very, not like a sore thumb, but it definitely like stuck out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was like, like, it felt like, like you were watching like Indiana Jones, but if Indiana Jones was a comedian. Yeah. So I was like, it was a weird feeling. I was like, I would love a little bit more of an adventure or like, hmm. you know, seriousness to it. I agree. I agree. I also thought it was so weird. I would have preferred they, st- okay, I was just thinking on it. Like, I wish, instead of having started with, like, the murder itself and, like, what happened, like, because you know what happened. She was killed, mm-hmm. and then he killed himself because she died, and because their souls are apart, they can't go back up to heaven together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wish instead, like, you didn't know that happened, and, like, you had to figure out along with the characters. I think it would have been a much better story. Hmm. and then like yeah I hate it I, like when that happens it's kind of like yeah I feel like it takes away the suspense you know so it's just I was a little like oh I wanted like I wanted a little bit more suspense and, like maybe Eddie Murphy's character has like seen this mansion before and then they go and he's like oh no this is the haunted mansion like we can't go in there and the wife is like no we're going and yeah all that good stuff I would have heard that I think that would have been fun mm. yeah but good movie like I, I, all these are great movies I, I love mm-hmm. something about like Halloween movies that are just like they're a little kitschy they're a little like um corny but they're still really good yeah I feel like that also falls under like Christmas movies are the same way you know exactly they're bad exactly. but you watch them because they're bad like you yeah. Rudolph is just a bad movie but you watch- uh, oh i mean might be an unpopular opinion but like i do i'm not a big fan of elf i have not watched Elf, so i really don't have i don't have a good opinion you've never seen it at all i've seen bits and pieces it's so interesting because elf has like a cult following but i'm like i never really got into it i know i like i have some like underground less mainstream christmas movies that my parents like to watch but um, are you the people who watch die hard during Christmas no we are not one of those cray cray families but um like that one of our favorite Christmas movies is a movie called Unaccompanied Minors it's about these kids who they're like going on an airplane to like to like another place during Christmas and they're all, all unaccompanied minors in the airplane and then like the um airport gets like shut down because of like a snowstorm so they all have to like be in the airport for Christmas and then hijinks ensues and it's really good it's really cute that actually sounds cute We'll have to talk about this more as it gets closer to Christmas because I don't want to bring it yes. up. I know this is we are jumping thing. ahead of ourselves. Because you know, have you seen on TikTok Laws Clause where she's like bring back like Christmas early? And she said like every time she's like spooked over, like she'll play like Christmas music, and I'm like, stop! I love, I love Christmas, that. so please stop. I want the sanctitude of Christmas to be kept. Like Chloe's been singing a lot of Christmas. Christmas music recently because like you know when you're in chorus you gotta like prepare early for like a winter mm. concert so it's I kind of get the sense of like Christmas will be coming early in my oh <laughs> that definitely was a weird thing because I used to do um caroling and whatnot mm-hmm. and magical so like you would start literally learning your Christmas music in like September and I always feel bad yeah. if people heard us because they're like it's not Christmas and it's like yeah we <laughs> like we have to practice for magicals like you're about to get a whole lot of low howl rose. 
I love that though. I don't know. There's something something magical about singing Christmas songs when it's not Christmas. The one good thing is that once you learned like magical songs, they were always reused. So like most of the time, like you only had to learn like one or two new songs. Mm. So like I know like a couple and like there's one in French about like, but it's like so weird. It's like women who are like plucking like chickens. Oh, is that like Ile Ile Bon Bon Bon? Yeah. I think I, I've definitely heard that one before um I don't know my course um teacher in high school she like loved doing like ooh, let's do a fancy one in French even though not all of us would always be so terrible at like pronunciations oh they didn't think to bring the French like did you have a French teacher who could have like come in and help for like a day there would always be like one girl who's like I've taken four years of French I can help but then like they would be so bad and we would all be like um I'm I, and I would be over here in the corner being like, I'm taking ASL. Like, I don't know how to pronounce anything. <laughs> no, that was me, but I think I actually got it okay. And then if good, not, good. there was my friend, Camille, who actually was like French. So like, she and her mom like speak French. So I was like, never worried. Is there anything else you want to add about Halloween? Um. I don't know I just I know I'm just I'm kind of I feel my heart goes out to all the kiddos out there who because this Halloween will be very different and like I know each city kind of has their own mandate about like what trick-or-treating is going to look like and if they're, they're even going to have trick-or-treating and my heart breaks for them but hopefully all the parents out there will be nice and give by their kitties candy no matter what yep you know hide candy around the house and make it like a scavenger hunt mm. if you don't want your kids going out that would be cute yeah i feel bad my town we're still deciding so i have no idea what's going on but like most of my, my brother and i are kind of old so my parents probably don't have to worry i know i feel like well okay my thing is like why don't they just kind of like well i know it's hard okay I guess what I would do if I was a mother is I would make my kids wear rubber gloves all day and then I would only let them go to houses that have bowls outside so they could pick up the candy with a bowl from the bowl mm. put it in and then like hand sanitize or use the gloves no I would probably just I just buy candy I wouldn't I don't think I'd let like I feel like you know you want to go in the yard and like you know I'll put candy in like different mm -hmm. bowls in the yard and like we'll go around and you can eat as much candy as you want from each bowl and like yeah like I just wouldn't I I don't know it's kind of a weird thing I don't want to say no but like I would just be I'd just be concerned because like yeah you don't know who's touching that and whatnot and little kids are snotty yeah so I would just be like and I don't want to have to wipe down every piece of candy. Like, if I were a parent, I wouldn't want to have to wipe down every piece of candy. So I would just end up doing it at my house because I'm not yeah. to wipe. I would just make all the kids, like, once I get home, like, put all the candy in the sink and then I would, like, hose it off. No, which I would, probably would ruin some of the candy. Yeah, but. that's the thing. It would probably ruin it, which is why I'm just like, I'll buy candy and I will just, we will do this in the house. And No, at the beginning of the pandemic, fun. um, my mom 
and like she was very adamant about if we got takeout she would heat it up in the oven first and like sometimes Mm -hmm. that's just gross with like certain foods like for pizza it's fine but like if we get like a burger or like a sandwich or somewhere it sometimes is like weird and plus if there's already like condiments on it like yeah I got a few chicken sandwiches where the mayo got weird because she put it in the oven um and like I I feel like it's kind of like that like yeah is it worth the extra precaution of like it will be kind of gross yeah no I I'm kind of the same way I'm like like my mom used to make us wipe down the groceries and I was like was this really worth it like I I never understood she stops now though we're we're officially like literally like two weeks ago she stopped making us wipe it down and I got so excited because I think she doesn't realize it's too cold she used to literally make us wipe it down outside like we couldn't even bring it into the house before it was wiped down oh really wow the other day me and my mom like like we were like there's like sour cream and like um for taco night because we were having shrimp tacos and she like freaked out because like I like we like I used like the same spoon that she did to like put the top the sour cream on tacos I'm like mom are you serious I do not leave the house why are you worried I'm gonna give it to you if anything you're gonna give it to me and like I don't know I'm like I'm just kind of like if you live together you're already sharing germs it's like okay to like share things I'm like it's like especially me and my sister I'm like yeah I'm gonna take a drink of your your diet coke like are you serious wait can you repeat that we're having I had unstable connection oh sorry it's not you it's um, me I can definitely no, yeah, tell I just like other oh no worries I just like like I get like very I'm like like I'm like I, I'm not afraid to take sips of like my sister my mom and my dad's like drinks anymore like and I'm like we we're sharing the same germs already like we're living in the same house so like like I wouldn't share drinks with people who don't live with me but like I'm like when people my mom freaks out about sharing stuff I'm like no we're already sharing germs already like our toothbrushes are in this are like next to each other on the sink yeah like we're sharing germs yeah no yeah I agree like I shower in the same like we all shared one shower yeah at this point give up yeah that's just people you live with like there's no there's something you can do yeah so hope everyone has you know a good spooktober um yeah be safe to the treat safely um no Halloween weekends to the college peeps please yes please and like yeah please just know yeah don't I'm sorry but like you can I, I promise you can go extra ham next year yeah we'll, we'll go extra ham next year just not this year not this year yeah yeah I'm Georgia and I'm Libby and this was the shark bite we will see you next week mm-hmm.